Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is Friday, the 12th day of April, 2019. Beheaded to uh, Delan for lunch today. Going to be renewing a long-term friendship with a former sheriff here in the state of Florida. Very busy day. And one of the things I did this morning is I put a new Facebook page up for our meetup that's coming up called um, Podcasting for Business News and Fun. And amazingly, we've only put this up for a couple of days. We have, uh, I think, either 11 or 12 people who have already signed up. So I'm really happy about that. This weekend, we're going to have a weekend edition. And on the weekend edition, I'll be doing some really deep dives, probably looking at doing some a podcast on estate planning. I'm going to be doing one, which I've already talked to you about a few times, about nuclear energy and what's going on with that. So we're going to, again, really kind of get into it. But uh, the bottom line is we've got a lot of different things going on that uh, should be kind of interesting for everyone com- coming up. So with that... going to be talking today about fasting. That's right, fasting. And we're going to talk about the five components of wealth, mindsets, and uh, what I know about what works when it comes to fasting and didn't realize I've been doing this for a long, long time. Now, this is not medical, not giving medical advice. You need to consider that on your own. But uh, again, I'm going to tell you this works for me. And if anybody knows me, knows the size of me and my health, you're going to say, maybe I ought to listen to this thing. But before we get started, we have a little disclaimer we want to go through. Got to do that every single time because, well, we're in the business of finance. Connecting Dots is a production of Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. All rights reserved. Rebroadcast or distribution prohibited without expressed written authorization. Connecting Dots is for educational use only. Investment performance is not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This broadcast does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation or needs. Nothing should be construed as an individual recommendation. Always read and all applicable information carefully before making an investment decision. Investments are not bank guaranteed, not FDIC insured, and may lose value. Due to our extensive holdings and that of our clients, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and thus a conflict of interest should be assumed. Now before we get started today, we're going to do a couple quick questions. Uh, I've been doing this on a fairly regular basis, but we're going to get a little more tightened up on this. We had a question this morning that came in by way of... uh, one of our clients about SpaceX. And the question was, do we own SpaceX? The answer is no. SpaceX is a private company. We talked about it yesterday. And uh, our client was very, uh, said they really thought it was cool how enthusiastic we were about it. But again, Elon Musk, uh, the founder of Tesla, which is a publicly traded company, you know, when you're a publicly traded company, you got to be careful what you say, blah, blah, blah. Elon's gotten in trouble with that kind of stuff. But Tesla, privately held, and that's just what that is. I had a question about the uh, podcasting for for business, news, and fun. And no, you don't need any experience. Uh, No experience needed. Just uh, come on by. uh, Go to meetup. Go to meetup.com and uh, look us up. You'll see it real easy. Not a big deal. 
And then we had an item from Carl. Carl, how you doing? Thanks for listening on a real regular basis. Appreciate it a lot, and thanks for being a client. Carl's in Sun City Center. He asked a question about life insurance, and he said we could share this a little bit on the podcast. Here's the bottom line. Carl happens to own a variable life insurance policy, okay? And his wife is having a little bit of difficulty health-wise, and they've got to make some decisions coming up. One of the things we shared is the importance of having an irrevocable trust for ownership of this variable life policy. It's a policy he's had for a long, long time. It's got a lot of cash value. It's paid up. But a lot of people do irrevocable trust for tax purposes. But really, one of the things you should consider it, and we talked, again, I really went in detail with Carl this morning about asset protection planning purposes, okay? And uh, in terms of Medicare and uh, Medicaid qualification, rather, and one of the items, again, we're probably going to do a deep dive about life insurance ownership, Medicaid planning, asset protection planning, and what happens at the first death and how that's one of those things you really kind of ought to uh, dig in and understand exactly what's going on in your situation. But we're always available for consultation. But Carl, again, everything's in your inbox. If you happen to be listening to this before you go into the inbox. Number one. Well, listen, fads uh, come and go, right? I mean, we get a lot of fads out there. Recently, there's been a lot of blogs about fasting. And I can tell you that I think fasting is something that's really very important. Now, Jack Dorsey apparently uh, eats one meal a day, does that uh, during the week, and then he fasts during the weekend. And so there's been some people that have taken some real, you know, you don't want to do that. That's too much. But uh, the reality is if you go on Facebook and you look at different things about different people, you'll see there's always this recency bias that, oh, fasting is something new. No, fasting is literally as old as the hills. It's nothing more than abstaining from some, okay, some foods and drinks for a set period of time. And there's lots of different ways of doing fasting. Uh, Now, right now, today, I will be ending my fast around noon. I'll have a 38-hour fast. Most people do it between 24 and 72 hours. I'm not a 72-hour guy, okay? I'm going to tell you that right now. 30, 36, 40 hours is about enough for me. And uh, today when I have lunch, I'm going to have a steak and I'm going to have some broccoli. And uh, But here's the thing. I can tell you, every time I do this, I feel fantastic. And uh, one of the other things I will tell you that uh, I did years ago, going back to 2009, I did an extensive study Uh, following a a family event where we had uh, cancer that struck somebody. Everything's fine and dandy, but I did a lot of reading, and I came up with a very simple conclusion back then. If you can't pronounce the damn thing, don't eat it. I mean that sincerely. I don't care if it's a food or a drink. If it's got all these preservatives in it and you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. And if it's not natural, don't eat it. Big into blueberries, big into uh, dark-colored grapes, Big into uh, blueberries, huge into blueberries, almonds, apple a day, truly does keep the doctor away. And I don't drink any soft drinks. Never, I just, I don't, can't remember the last time I had a soft drink. I can tell you the last time, whenever it was, I, I had a few sips and immediately, immediately gave me a headache. Sugar is killing people. And all of these carbs, this, this, you know, this health thing. When we, when we were kids, you know, I mean, they had that health pyramid, you know, you had the, the milk and the breads and all. Don't do that stuff, man. A lot of people are lactose intolerant. A lot of people shouldn't be having milk the way they drink it. 
But a lot of this, uh, oh, all of this carbs really is bad for you. But here's a big thing. Intermittent fasting, on the other hand, simply involves cycling between different periods. And, um, you know, it's ranging from a few hours to a few days. I can tell you, you're listening to a guy who used to lift a lot of weight, okay? I mean, I'm 6'2". Right now I weigh just a little bit over 210. But uh, when I was lifting a lot of weight and eating everything inside, I was up as high as 280 pounds. Uh, built like a brick shit house, but as I've gotten older, I said, you know what? That's I don't need that kind of stress in the heart, and so I'm just kind of cutting down, cutting down, cutting down. Goal is to get to be about 205, and I'll probably level out there. Anything below that, I don't look all that healthy. But just again, really lean, mean. Going to get those abs back a little bit, but it's a methodical process. And um, but the bottom line is simply, fasting is something that uh, I you know when I was lifting heavy weights, but I get up in the morning, I have breakfast. Oh, jeez, eggs, bacon, sausage, you know big breakfast. But ever since I have gotten, again, for the last couple of years, really into not eating breakfast, um, not really eating lunch, eating really late in the day, never eating after five o'clock, only drinking water. And in the evening, I'll have a whiskey if I'm watching a television show or sitting back with friends. Don't drink to excess. One drink, okay, one ounce, sip it. I'm a big sipper. Give me some old pappy and that's a really good thing. But, you know, the bottom line is, I think a lot of people have got diabetes and cancer and, and a lot of other issues because of what they eat. And I think that's something that uh, you, I mean, we really ought to think more and more about. Number two. So there are eight benefits, generally speaking, when it comes to fasting. And a lot of these are backed up by science. I have a great story that I might tell about my uh, uncle Carl, who uh, passed away years ago in Michigan, and uh, what what he did. I won't get into it right now, but... Intermittent fasting, again, alternate day fasting, it really could decrease your blood sugar levels and reduce insulin resistance. And of course, unfortunately, it looks like fasting affects men a little bit different from women. Now, some studies have found fasting uh, can increase several markers for inflammation. And I will tell you that back in 2009, when I had a major health issue, it I was flat ass, eaten up with the flu, massive inflation. And I think one of the things the body does, it does some stupid things to you. You've got to really focus hard on saying, no, not going to eat that because it's bad for you. And I think I did some really stupid things to myself that helped increase the inflammation at a very critical time in my life. I got through the situation, but it was tough. And again, things like multiple sclerosis, I think uh, they've, they've found that that can be really tough too. Fasting has been associated also with lower risk of coronary heart disease and helping to have lower blood pressure. Look, uh, your triglycerides and cholesterol levels, my total, my total, are you ready? Cholesterol, both the good and bad, I'm at 49 and 50. So I'm at 99. Most people would go, you got to be kidding me. My blood work, which is done every six months, is uh, phenomenal. Absolutely fundamental. Blood pressure is always between 55 and, uh, my pulse rather is between 55 and 70. And I work at it. You know, I mean, I really work at it. They've also seen animal studies that fasting can improve brain function. I can tell you, I absolutely do believe that. I also don't believe that you should cut out natural fats. This vegan diet stuff is for the birds, in my opinion, but do whatever you want to do. I think it definitely increases the nerve cell synthesis. And then you have fasting coupled with good natural diet, good butter, some good fats in there to keep the... uh, the, the brain working properly. Again, you want to protect yourself against that uh, neurodegenerative conditions. And I think 
Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Remember, I've been working with retirees for over 30 years, 33 years in the now. And I can tell you when I talk to these people, and connecting dots is just an extension of what I do, forecasting, research, analysts, analysis, just constantly. There's a link. I'm telling you there's a link. There's a link between people who just have a crappy diet, lack of uh, exercise, and Alzheimer's and uh, Parkinson's and cognitive impairments. Not saying everybody. There's always exceptions to the rules. And I'm um, not, you know, somebody's out there going to say, well, you're talking about my uncle or my wife. I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't know who's listening. But here's the thing. It's what I believe. And that's all that counts right now for me. Studies show that the fasting can increase uh, levels of human growth hormone, that HGH. I believe that completely. You know, here's the reality. Um, I'm six foot two. I'm a white guy. Most people who look at me wouldn't, they don't even come close to guessing my age. And, uh, but, you know, I have people say, oh, well, you're lucky. No, I work at it. I, I work at it. And, um, you know, strength, endurance, and flexibility, which we'll talk about in just a minute. But I think that, you know, that the human growth hormone is really an important protein. And it plays a pretty vital role in your metabolism, weight loss, muscle strength. It's just, it is what it is. And the other thing is animal studies have shown that fasting could delay aging, of course, Increasing longevity is something everybody wants, and uh, but uh, research in this area for us uh, bipeds who are walking around on Earth, not a lot right there going on. And, of course, we have some more studies that uh, are showing that fasting could block tumor growth and increase the effectiveness of uh, chemotherapy. That is something that I absolutely unequivocally believe in. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, Okay. I think this would be a good time to talk about my Uncle Carl. Uncle Carl got, um, God, was it back in the 60s? Maybe, yeah, it had to be in the 60s. Carl got prostate cancer. And um, one of the things that uh, he had traditional medical treatment, but he also went and saw a doctor who was an MD, but he was big into natural health care. And he said, look, Carl, here's what you got to do. Stop eating. Now, Carl was uh, in pretty good shape, but he just said, you got to stop eating. And he made him drink a... Um, concoction that this doctor put together involving asparagus and he had his asparagus drinking I gotta tell you Carl uh, Carl beat his cancer he was cancer free for about seven years and went back to his eating habits eventually the the prostate cancer came back and then he died about three years later he used to say all the time damn it if I had just kept doing what that doctor said I'd probably still be alive look I don't know I was a you know, I was a little kid back then but it had a big impact on me and the reality in life is I really do believe that, you know, you've got to have a mindset. And your mindset is, and I think the important mindset is, you, you want to have a mindset where you're a lifestyle business and business is your lifestyle and you want to take care of your business, so take care of you. And the five components of wealth are physical strength, endurance, excuse me, the five components of wealth are physical, emotional, intellectual relationships, and financial and in the terms of physical wealth, it's strength, endurance, and flexibility with natural nutrition and hydration and everything in moderation. I'm going to repeat that. When it comes to physical health, okay, I break it down into strength, endurance, and flexibility with natural nutrition, hydration, and everything in moderation. I do my push-ups. I lift my weights. I get my 10,000 steps in. I, I do my planking. I do my stretching and bending. You know, the deep knee bends. You know, you, you got to do that stuff. And it's amazing how when you just start 
after a period of time, it really starts to uh, kick in, and you, know, you actually do pretty darn well. Number four. So there are some common fasting types, uh, like doing water fasting, just drinking water um, over a set period of time, juice fasting. I don't do that. Drinking vegetable juice, fruit juice for, you know, instead of water. I don't do that. Intermittent fasting, I do that. Um, you take partial or complete restriction for several hours. Obviously, I do that. Always fast, never less than 12 hours a day. So that means if I go to, let's say I eat at 5 o'clock. Well, if I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, and that's 12 hours, right? And uh, if I normally eat then by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, that's a lot more than 12 hours. So you do that for... Um, you know, that's another thing. These people that snack all day long, don't do that. Don't do that. Your stomach needs a chance to rest. It, it, there's, it, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Partial fasting, certain foods and drinks are processed better, and uh, you eliminate, I eliminate all the uh, carbs. I eliminate, well, not all carbs. I had a, had a taco last week, um, a soft taco with uh, some steak in it. It was pretty good. But, you know, I really do restrict the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the carbs. And... I do a lot of just all natural eating. I mean, lots of lettuce, lots of uh, vegetables, lots of fruit, lots of red meat and, and, and other uh, white meats and stuff, chicken. But the big thing is uh, cut your calories. It's just uh, garbage in, garbage out. It's counting your calories. You got to work out. That's, that's really all there is to it. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Number five. So I realized when we were taught, walking there at night with uh, my son that uh, I actually have been fasting for a lot longer than I realized. So for those of you who remember me as a Tampa police officer 172 years ago, I uh, used to work midnights for a while. And um, no matter what shift I worked, whether I was upstairs and as a detective for a period of time, or undercover, or street crime unit, no matter what I worked, um, before I got hurt, and then I wound up retiring back in 1986, retired early, stayed as a reserve officer, and got just shy of 20 years altogether in between up north in Milwaukee and down here in Tampa, and then uh, for a short time with the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, always wanted to give back. I thought that was an important thing. But back in the 70s and 80s, um, you know what I did? I didn't eat before going to work. So back in the day, the old midnight shift in Tampa Police Department, this was for, uh, I worked in District 1. I used to work a lot, a zone called Edward 5. And um, we'd go to work at 8 o'clock in the morning, and we'd get off at 7 o'clock. So the first day on was 11 hours, and then the next three days were 10 and a half hours. You came in at 8.30, and then back then at 7. And uh, it was rough back then. One of the things I would do is I would eat at around 5 o'clock in the evening, and I would make sure that my food had completely settled, have a nice big meal. So I went to work. You know, I didn't want to run or fight on a full stomach. Very rarely ate on the job. Very rarely ate on the job. I had a lady who had an armed robbery at a Taco Bell on North Del Mabry, Del Mabry and about Spruce. And uh, one of the things I uh, received an award many, many years ago from the Tampa Police Department, I got the, the very first award of excellent duty. Kind of cool. Uh, first time I got one of those little blue and white pins. Now they like give those things out to a lot of people. But I got the very first one. I did a long-term investigation into organized crime and prostitution on the Del Mabry Strip. And so I was very familiar with the area, 
poor lady, she's a little black gal that, uh, she might have been my age, but a little tiny thing. And uh, the robbers were not very nice to her. So one of the things I would make sure is to go by a lot when she was um, uh, closing up. And um, we had a little thing working out where uh, she did a little thing where she would put in the window. And as I drove by, if it was there, she felt uncomfortable. So, you know, we got to remember this before cell phones and all that kind of stuff. And so I'd just kind of hang in the area and then she'd lock up and, you know, she'd take the money to the bank and et cetera. But uh, every once in a while I'd go in and get a uh, salad and, and uh, I didn't eat the uh, taco shell thing, but I had the salad and the meat. And of course I couldn't, she would never let me pay, which is fine. Um, didn't make a hell of a lot of money back then. But the bottom line is, man, I was fasting back then. Um, I just hardly ever ate on the job. and I ate it very, very light, and I would definitely go more than just a few hours without. And that's the reason why I've been able to maintain my condition and shape all these years, I think, is that unconsciously I've been doing what, uh, what you do anyways, and it is just kind of what it is. So I thought I'd pass that along. You know, most of the stuff is just not rocket science. Connecting dots is just simply sitting down and thinking about it and pulling together and, and doing what it comes natural, and that's all there is to it. So today we talked a little bit about fasting. I encourage you to do your research. We'll have a few links on the uh, on the uh, main corporate website. Might put us some links online. Love, by the way, that uh, company called Overcast and their podcast player. But again, I'm a believer. I'm a firm believer in fasting periodically. I'm in great shape. Um, frankly, I'm still built like a brick shit house, and uh, but I've been hit with all sorts of bumps and hurdles, and ugh, I had some things thrown at me, and most people couldn't guess my age, and that's good with me. Yeah, I do come from a stock of lucky genes, no doubt about it. We tend to have a lot of longevity in the family, but uh, it helps not to never smoke, don't do drugs, uh, don't do tats, don't do anything that could possibly hurt me, and well, it's kind of the way it is. Okay, that's a wrap for this episode. If you have a comment or an idea, call 888-629-7864. That's 888-629-7864 and leave a message. We truly appreciate your ideas and comments. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast was produced by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. Fixed Cost Financial is a true fiduciary-based investment advisor, where you will not pay more, if you have more, or receive less, if you have less. The way we do it, as a true fiduciary, it's better, it's simple, and it works. You can find Fixed Cost Financial online at, fixedcostinvesting.com, that's fixedcostinvesting.com.